Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. One of my favourite spots on the show, as always, because we've been doing it since we started, uh, New Zealand Herald uh, Wellington's issues reporter, Georgina Campbell. George, gender roles. Do you have them in your relationship? I thought this was a great topic to talk about, Nick. I really enjoyed um, listening to some of your callers. But our relationship at home is very split down the middle to the point where we take turns. We alternate making coffee for each other in the morning. So, and I was actually reminded by my partner that he had cooked dinner for the last Two or three nights in a row, I think. So it's my turn to uh, get in the kitchen. Something told me that you were kind of like would be in a relationship where you had a lot of control. (laughs) I don't know about that. I'm very lucky. And and it's lovely having somebody else cook for you because I really, I would resent that if you were expected to cook every single night, especially as, you know, like a woman. But what happens if, say for instance, you know, hopefully my wife's not listening, but if I was the better cook. So, you know, I don't mind cooking meal. I'll cook every every night. A lot of people like that. We've, we're getting those bargain box, not bargain box, we're getting one of those Hello Fresh boxes at the moment. Now, give me a whole lot of instructions and a whole lot of food and you're not eating what you're supposed to be eating. But, you know, I'm a good cook, right? Mm-hmm. But she wants to follow everything and do it all and does it. So she goes home and cooks them because she loves it. So that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, and in in my case, my partner loves to cook. He kind of, it's sort of um, how he relaxes, if you like, and he's actually a far better cook than me. Um, but so it doesn't matter that he does it for it. Yeah, four in a row. It. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, George, I'm reading this morning that you'd rather drive to work after all these endless bus cancellations. Now, you're a bit of a bus freak, so I'm, I'm going, <laughs> I'm fist pumping here like I fist pumped last night. So I'm thinking to myself, I've won this one. Finally, George has worked out that those bloody big things with four wheels don't turn up on time. They <laughs> lose a cruiser, as Jack calls them. You know, they don't turn up on time. They smell, you get COVID off them, and they're horrible things. I am resisting the car, but the bus cancellations has made me want to drive, although I haven't done so yet. Um, I just thought, you know, I've talked about this, I think, briefly the last two times um, that I've been on the show. So I decided to uh, dedicate 750 words to the issue in the Herald, if anyone cares to read them, uh, with my capital letter column, because it's also an issue in Auckland. they have a massive driver shortage there. The buses aren't showing up. They're being cancelled. It's an issue in Wellington. And I kind of wanted to write something in solidarity with all the other commuter, commuters who are surely feeling like me. Can I just ask you, because you've done the done the article on it, uh, is it just a case of COVID and flu and like every other industry across everywhere in New Zealand, just no staff? No, I don't think it's a case of just COVID and winter illness because I actually got thinking about this and we've been struggling with a driver shortage for years now before COVID struck and I would sort of describe COVID more as the straw that broke the camel's back if you like. Um, So yeah, it sounds like bus drivers are under a lot of strain and also I think it would be fair to assume that people aren't really keen on the job anymore if they can't get on top of these driver shortages. Okay, Wellington Water, your favourite topic, George. Wellington Water is investigating how contractors accidentally drilled into the main sewer pipe running beneath the capital. Oh my God, or as you would say, OMG. 
Yuck. <laughs> um, yes, this is a drilling blunder, and it happened at the beginning of July, I think, and contractors on Willis Street um, were doing some drilling and accidentally went into the top of something that's called the interceptor. And the interceptor is the main sewer. Parts of it are more than 100 years old because it was built so long ago, and it carries all of the city's wastewater out to be treated at Moa Point. So, like, you really don't want to mess with this thing. It's very important. Fortunately, the drill holes are only 170 um, millimetres in the roof. Could have been a lot worse, but they are, Wellington Water is investigating this, um, looking into how it happened and then how to fix it too. Is there an article coming out on that too, George? Um, well, I'll certainly follow up. Um, there was an article published over the weekend if people want some some more juicy details about the uh, the main wastewater pipe in Wellington. <laughs> George, you'll love this. I've just got a, a text coming. I love seeing Georgina's tweets on Twitter. <laughs> oh, You've got your own fan club now on our show. I find Twitter a very scary place. I sort of try to be slightly conservative with my tweeting because, uh, you know, w- when you see some Twitter come down on someone, and actually Twitter has come down on me before, it is not very nice. <laughs> well, there you go. I love seeing Georgina's tweets on Twitter. There well, you go. Most of them are just moaning about the buses, so <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a change because you're normally praising the hell out of them. The official restaurant of Parliament is... Uh, recreating a dinner fit for the Queen as part of this year's Wellington on a Plate Festival. Now, I heard a little bit about this, so because it brings it brings me back to my my kind of, not my heyday, but, a, a, you know, fillet steak, chicken vegetable soup as an entree, pavlova as a dessert. Now, that's pretty good memory, considering it's not on my script, eh, George? That is a great memory. It's like being transported to the 70s. <laughs> To the heyday. <laughs> Which is when uh, the Queen and Prince Philip visited New Zealand in 1977 um, and they had a state dinner at um, Parliament's restaurant called Bellamy's and they have recreated this dinner with a modern twist for Wellington on a plate and I think this is such a cool idea. They're kind of pitching it as dine like a royal and, you know, it was literally a dinner that was fit for the Queen. Um And interestingly, they haven't sort of messed with the menu too much. Um, But I did like that one of the courses was a a meringue aotearoa. And the chef at Balamese was sort of thought, well, I guess that's just a fancy name for a pavlova. And so what they've done is um, created a dessert with a little pavlova crown, kiwi fruit sorbet inside, um, and some biscuit as well. So I think that just sounds delicious and like a really clever way to put a spin on an old menu. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I don't eat red meat and haven't eaten red meat for maybe 10 or 15 years, but you know what I'm going to do now? This week, because it's actually got me got me thinking back into the, the old days, I'm going to go down to the Green Parrot and have a fillet steak. Oh, what a Wellington institution. What do you think of that idea? I'm going to go down there this week to the Green Parrot and have a... Jack's rolling his eyes. I'll take Jack with me and he'll show him a good steak, the Green Parrot. <laughs> George, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Georgina uh, joins us every week. Uh, she is the Wellington Herald's issues reporter, but, you know, a fantastic writer. If you ever get an opportunity to go online and see her stuff and get her tweets, apparently her tweets, I must join her on Twitter. Uh, Jack's laughing.